Welcome to the Media Mavens Podcast, brought to you by the Evergreen Network. The Media Mavens Podcast is where you'll hear the latest and greatest trends, topics, and tribulations with industry leaders. And here is your host of the Media Mavens Podcast. She is the original Media Maven, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller with Media Mavens Podcast. I'm here with Joe Pirate, a broken podcast. Session with Joe Pirate. This is actually, yeah, broken audio, broken desk, you name it. And I've got to find, I've got to find a plug for this darn thing because it's running out of power. This is so funny. So I'm just going to preface that. Hang with me. If we lose lose Joe after the podcast, there's a reason why. Sometimes tech is not always reliable. You guys guys seem like nice people. I wish you the best with this podcast. Thank (laughs) you. That's that's really, that is so funny. Oh my God. I guess that was like a prelude into my intro, Matt. It's good though. You know tech. It's just kind of like you gave us a good story about the roadie walking into this. But okay, so first of all, Matt Devine, thank you for the commentary. Great intro, not to make anybody nervous, but if we lose anybody, we're going to blame Matt for this. He knows what it's like on the road. Matt, you are the head of music partnerships for Cameo, and I'm cracking up because as you came on to Joe's entire audio, Phil, and and you're giving us a funny story. Not funny, it's not funny, but you understood the pains of tech because you got a lot of roadie stories i assume i do yeah and I, and yeah to catch people up to speed on what they missed we covered and and this is this is on par for my add scattered interest and attention but we in, in the span of five minutes i think we covered an old roadie's colon surgery we covered the fact that Joe thinks that my place in LA he assumed I lived in Wyoming just from or the Texas. just from the aesthetic of my apartment. Yes, and, I mean uh, <laughs> So welcome to Interiors podcast <laughs> with Joey and Matt. Oh, it's yeah, good no, to have you on the show, Matt. Regardless, it's good to have Joe on with us. We always need to have Joe. Thank you. So what's and going I, on? So this is super exciting like music like the big comeback is this summer in the music space cuz Concerts and touring's back, you know, Coachella's back. But like, tell us, I know Cameo is like a monetization tool for artists, if I'm not mistaken. But tell us a little bit what Cameo does. And let's get into the touring of this. Totally, yeah. Cameo is, honestly, music is just one of many verticals on Cameo. Cameo is essentially, I mean, it's, it's becoming more and more, but at its essence, it is where fans go to purchase mostly as gifts 85 percent were bought as gifts short personalized video messages from their favorite from their heroes from celebs and that spans you know when i started three years ago that's that was about a thousand talent total music being very underrepresented it was artists like riff raff and tommy lee and rebecca black more so we're, we had a lot more traction in sort of the reality TV space and athletes. But yeah, cut to today, there's 45,000 talent on Cameo. There's 250 of us that work here. And music, thankfully, as again, one of many verticals, but it is thriving. And and what we're doing for artists is in particular very important to me, having been an artist myself. So this, you know, the artists that are on span, (laughs) you know, the spectrum from you have the the Snoop Dogs and the Wu-Tangs and the Akons of the world. And then 
artists on the other side, like from MySpace, so not MySpace, the <laughs> the uh, platform, but from my world that I come from, that is like the Warp Tour kids and, you know, the, the Simple Plans and Black Veil Brides and all the rest. And they're, yeah, they're making mad amounts of money on the high end that, you know, the Kenny G's on Cameo are making like 100K a month and the average length of a cameo message is under a minute. So these guys are basically in answer to your question about touring and where, where we kind of belong in that conversation. It's fascinating because post COVID we've really stepped up and are being adopted as the sort of COVID antidote, you know, like there are a lot of artists who obviously their businesses were really hurting because they couldn't tour, not just that, but they, missed opportunities to really touch the hearts of their fans around the world. And we helped them solve both those problems. So it's a lot of big point of pride over here, a lot of big successes and milestones around cool partnerships and ways that we've stepped up with artists once they're on the platform to help promote their singles, help give them, you know, help drive their merch, help whatever we can to drive their business and and be a partner. And again, kind of represent a real disruptor in the space it's pretty incredible when you when you look at these artists who are you know might net the same as what they're earning on cameo in a month from playing 25 shows a month and touring with a huge crew and leaving their homes and missing their families it's pretty remarkable that they're pretty much matching their touring earnings just from sitting at home and spending about three minutes a day on an app in their, you know, in their bedroom, so or in their studio. So, wait, wait, so, so if I'm not mistaken on this, if I want, like, if I'm doing an experiential event for a sports client or you know, X Games, I want Tony Hawk to yeah. sit there and endorse a video, or I want him to be in an ad or anything. We just pay whatever his fee is to three hundred dollars, and he will take ten seconds to do an audio clip to endorse it. Because I know that a lot of it's your user generated content, but you have like when I was on your website, you know, you have this guy, you know, Trey Aikman, Russ. They could step in, endorse your digital ads. You could send stuff with. Is it just like personalizing the artists and the athletes and celebrities into a video or a, an ad you want to deliver to somebody? Yes, somewhat. I mean, it, it's the experience from the talent side, and this is from. Caitlyn Jenner to Floyd Mayweather and everything in between. The prototypical request I get is more so from a fan to another fan. It's, 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 hey, look, you're my wife's favorite celebrity in the world. It's our fifth anniversary in, in five days. Would you please tell Donna that, that she's beautiful? You know, so, so it's really brand positive. It's really sweet. It's generally the tone is incredibly caring. And, you know, the talent say that it's the one app they're on where there's no hate because haters don't put their credit card down to, to book them at their prices. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's really special. It, it's beautiful what they do. When, when the fans receive these messages, they lose their minds. They watch it a thousand times. They scream, they cry. It's the greatest gift they've ever gotten. To your point about using it as a spot on, on the podcast, that would fall under more of like a branded request or what we call business requests. And yes, we facilitate that. It's just... It's at a higher price because, yeah. you know, for obvious reasons, but it's an with endorsement, that, yeah. Yeah. And at the higher price too, you're you're granted certain permissions and licenses and usages. So it's it's outside the typical terms and conditions of a normal campaign. Oh, and you have polity of a politic area on here too, with politicians. Yeah. That's yeah. wow, Hello, that's a little bit. Quentin, how you doing? 
<laughs> we do have some impersonators, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nigel, Nigel Farage, for example, is like. Wait, I'm sorry. Can we get Bill on our podcast? Well, I think we can. No, <laughs> Nigel Farage, who is former UK Prime Minister. Yeah, he's he's honestly one of the top earners on the entire site. It's incredible. What about Brian Baumgartner? Is he on there from oh, The yeah. Office? Yeah, he he actually is our top earner. <laughs> really, that makes no sense considering really, his his. Funny you ask. Yeah, yeah he is, if not the first, you know, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I think he's the first of any talent on Cameo to have earned a million dollars. And since then, we've had more and more, but he, he was really leaned in. He's, he's kind of the perfect, it's not, it's not surprising when you understand the sort of ecosystem of Cameo and, and, and personal brands. He has just a intergalactic personal brand you know if there's nowhere else to go to get a brian baumgartner right like you <laughs> he's not one of a thousand dudes that look like him you know he's not one of five dudes that dress like him in a band it's like it's him and people adore that dude and he's friendly and he's re- he goes above and beyond for his fans so he's kind of the, the perfect cameo talent in a way yeah you know who i would think out of that whole group if, if we're talking the office that would be leading it would be krasinski or or maybe jenna fisher are they Corral would be huge. Yeah, he would be another one. They may be on there. I haven't, I'm not, you know, again, there's 45,000 plus right now. It's, it's hard enough for me to keep track of the musicians that are on. Um, but, but check it out. If you go on yeah. cameo.com and search. The is this, you could only just on an app or is, can you load up and send stuff and do this on the website as well? Yeah, the customers use the web or the app. Uh, the talent themselves are always using the app and, and their experience on it is super cool and super chill. So, so they basically sign up, takes them two minutes. We vet them. We help them any way we can, of course, help them set their price, give them some good guidance there, talent relations reps that are assigned to them. But in essence, they're up on the site in like two or three minutes. Do you, do you, do you market all of these, the artists and all these, the talent, or are they responsible for doing their own marketing? Because if they push it out, yeah, it's 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 both. So they, you know, once they're up, it's a matter of letting the fans know that they're up. So if, you know, Mark McGrath is on Cameo, it'll be a combination of, well, first of all, he's he'll be positioned beautifully on, on the site. The site itself is getting, you know, tens of millions of customers checking it out. So just the exposure there is really important for marketing. Then we also have our entire suite of options in terms of, you know, blasts across our socials, press releases, marketing campaigns, ad spends, all the rest. And, you know, and then on the, on the talent side, it's as little as, Hey, holler at your fans, like shoot, uh, put it in your Instagram bio for a second, make a post on your Instagram. And we'll actually pay to boost that post. If you have an email list, like, it's really fun. Like they're super cool as hell. Hip hop artists on right now from NLE Choppa to, Fetty Wops, you know, everyone in between. And but what's funny is there's some real legacy peeps on here who generally aren't on social media at all. And I was just looking up the other day, Arlo Guthrie makes actually I'm not supposed to be sharing this, but he's a real top performer and he's not on any other socials. I think I think, you know, he's in a kind of like treehouse in, in Laurel Canyon and he loves this app and his fans love him. And where else can can these people access? someone like an Arlo Guthrie. It's crazy. And 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 really that's kind of the secret sauce of the whole thing is I think I think you and Joe have 
and like me, I think we're probably a phone call or two away from just about anyone. If we need, you know, if our sister was in the hospital, you know, and we need to find Joy Lawrence because that was her biggest crush. We could probably pull it off, but 99% of the people in the world are cannot. And they're, and they're resigned instead to leaving comments on Instagram that are ignored or emailing a manager's email that it's ignored. So it's really a service to the fans and it removes a lot of that anxiety and mystery for them. Our fulfillment rate is up around 96%. So Wait, how have you guys, how long has Cameo been around for? Four years, uh, almost five years. I think. This is so odd because, you know, we're a PR firm in music and tech and startups, and I've never heard of Cameo until you and I connected, which is so odd because talk about influence given, you know, who yeah. we know and who we represent. I think I've seen it. I probably have seen it over the years. I mean, we know startups, yeah. but it's weird because, I totally get that because so many people jump through so many hoops. And right. So, so many that was, emails. That, right. So traditionally, I don't even was, respond. This is I was, exactly. I was all my say, emails. So, I can't get to it. That would be you, right? Like, like you would be the one kind of hunting them down and, and to say, like, okay, listen, I need you to make a video for, you know, for this school. I need you to make a quick, I need you to say hello to the, you know, whatever the boy scout troop of Louisiana, whatever that like, are you chasing <laughs> it was Texas or Wyoming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But these guys do, you know, they do, I, uh, you know, we had a meeting with uh, UTA back in the day and before we were really on the map and, you know, it didn't go very well as a conference room full of agents telling us that they would never in a million years <laughs> align with us. But then there's, there's an agent who chased us out in the parking lot. He said, Hey, listen, I see this. He had a really cool, talent named Blippy, who's like a huge with kids. I think his, his videos have been viewed like 9 billion times. Like he's massive with kids. I wasn't aware of him, but he said, same thing. He said, if it's not like a cousin that just is getting married, if it's not a friend that's in the hospital, if it's not someone that's, you know, a big anniversary, if it's not, he was about 10 times a day, I'm physically next to him facilitating these videos that are going out, you know? And, and so he saw it as just, a huge time saver aside I mean, from all uh, the other benefits. I think, I think the thing is a lot of people want to, they want to be available. They want to give all their fans and followers what they want. They just don't and they can't do it. And the monetize because I mean, not that I'm a celebrity, but I am in LA, but I'm kidding. But the thing is, so I get so many people and I'm not kidding. My friends even know this and some close friends in the industry. I get hit up so much on a daily basis to make intros of people, the CEOs oh, yeah. of sports teams, CEOs of studios, technology, because our influence as a PR firm is so vast, given what we're involved with compared to most. And I'm like, yeah, you're not a client. You're not a friend. Sorry, I don't know you. That ruins my reputation if you're some sketchy douchebag or just trying to hard sell them. And like, right. I've literally, and this is like my favorite story. I've had three big people, clients of ours, we've worked with in the past. AG, we, we did all five years of the most phenomenal music stuff with NFL Mobile and submit the Grammys. Well, we've had people who I wasn't going to make an introduction because I don't know these people. And these are my clients. They're, you know, top of the game at these companies. They went around me, through me to drop my name, to get a deal, to get them to take their call. I was in Colombia traveling once or in Chile. I was in the winery, like with my phone, like a bad Verizon commercial trying to get access and to say no. They're not our client. I, you know, they, they owed us money. You know, they just, they were not a good company. I got back in town and a big executive in the music industry sent an email. Hi, we're sorry. Even though Access Entertainment 
has no bearing on what we do. The fact that you lied to us, you're not in good standing with access. You mm-hmm. are not a client of theirs anymore. You lied and said she introduced all this stuff. We know she was out of the country. We will not take your call and do business mm. with you. I've literally had that for three major brands. And I get hit up constantly through yeah. the big global awards. You know, that Joy was actually our voice of God on. Yeah. I, for people, can you just meet these big people? I, it's like you have a tremendous opportunity because all of these artists, athletes don't care. That's what they do. They serve the masses. So I think this is a brilliant thing to do for them. And I get the premise and DNA of why you do it. Because as a non-celebrity, it drives me crazy 20 times a day when people ask oh, me and I'm like, no, I don't have 100%. And, and look, you really hit it on the head there where, look, your time's valuable. Bigger celebrities, their time is valuable, right? Like, and of course they know that, God damn, if I have 15 minutes to spend connecting with fans a day, I want it to be the my biggest fans that really need me, you know. But and, they're getting paid so, for it. So for them to do this, that's a great way to make money. No, exactly. By, so you guys, I'm going to assume, sorry, Matt. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys blew up through COVID because nobody was on tour. Nobody was cutting records. Yeah, it was a big boon for us. I mean, things had been up and to the right leading to that, to COVID, you know, we had a lot of momentum. We were really getting you know, to the zeitgeist where it was was becoming a known brand, certainly in in entertainment. And so when COVID hit, it was, yeah, I mean, I think it was similar to a lot of companies like, you know, even this, like we're on Zoom, right? I, I never Zoomed a ton before COVID. My parents would never have Zoomed if not for COVID, but people who know Zoom are like, Zoom is lit. We love Zoom. You know, it it takes, sometimes it just takes a little, some kind of hand a guy like that to, to maybe accelerate the adoption to, you know, far wider. And that's kind of what happened to us and and other companies that addressing similar needs out there. What? Okay. Um, So you have, so athletes, you have the politics on your page cracks me up, politicians. (laughs) What is your biggest driver? Like what are your top three in order of the biggest demand on down? You mean, and in terms of celebs around there, in terms of yeah, like, is it like politicians? Is it oh. like the, do the politician numbers go up last year during um, the political campaigns, or like are they still kind of at the bottom of usage, or well, where's the top genres for you guys? Politics is is actually near the bottom, just mm-hmm. because just because we, you know, they're more underrepresented than than the other. But I would say. When you take it at on an individual basis, I think I think the political town are actually very high performing. But as a vertical, it's very underrepresented for but us. Wouldn't that have been brilliant? I mean, not to go down the rabbit hole on this, but wouldn't the politicians, the political one, been a brilliant move for campaigning? Last oh, year? Well, that's, so that's where we're going, and that's where yes, yeah, so we had a partnership with. I mean, first of all, yes, slam dunk, yes, and it, it's it's something that had been on our mind from the beginning. Just about three months before the election, after about a year of of teasing out the law, you're talking about like state, federal campaign finance law, contribution caps. The legal side of it was was the scariest. I was a, a part of that partnership. I'm describing, which is with Act Blue, right? So mm-hmm. quite the the challenge is. Can wait, wait, what's Act Blue? Joe, uh, you're not in your head, like you know, it's the Democratic fundraising organization. So it's so it's the Biden campaign, right? In that, oh, okay. And and so, the yeah, the question is, what would it take 
to enable our talent instead of the money routing to their personal bank accounts, instead to route to to the campaign of their choice. And it turns out that's a, a very, very difficult thing <laughs> to pull off. And thankfully, we we did. And uh, you know, we're of course having the same conversations with WinRed on the other side, and as well as various packs. Wait, Trump's been banned from every social media, but Cameo. Yeah, he, he probably doesn't know about Cameo. I think if you send him a quick little tweet, he'd be all over this. Hey, he had lunch with Nigel yesterday to talk about Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the beauty of it is, and and you're right. It's so funny because the fact that you're less familiar with Cameo and that you are processing this in real time during this podcast shows me that I mean, your instincts are right on the money because this is all stuff that's there like it exists it's it's already we're already having a ton of successes there but it is fairly new we actually ended up having a blast with that partnership with that blue rachel brosnan rosie o'donnell jason alexander a ton of andy cohen a lot of talent were like hey look i'm more interested i'm kind of set for life honestly with money i'm more interested in using this to raise for a campaign contribution or like and so exactly so charity is massive for us um, Fauci, Fauci should come on and push get your vaccinations. <laughs> oh my God, get us Fauci. We need Fauci. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean Jason Alexander, perfect example. And just to show you, I mean, just an interesting blueprint. He was like, "Look, I'd love to raise for for Biden." Same thing with like Alyssa Milano and a lot of these others. And, and he said, "How about I do thirty cameos? So instead of just coming on sort of evergreen and you can be booked anytime, how about I do it? How about we do a really limited?" stint where if you want to book me, you got to book me on this day. I'm only going to do 30 and I'm going to do them for a grand each. I'm like, yeah, perfect. So him, so we blew it up. We really drove the demand. It was, it was, there's a huge demand for us. It was big news at the time. And essentially some one Saturday afternoon, he opened up the app. There was 30 grand waiting for him. He knocked them out in about 15 minutes and uh, it was, and every fan that got it was blown away. The, I mean, the use cases are still the same. It's still, hey, it's a birthday message for my sister. It's still, you know, whatever that. Um, in some cases, it's it's different, but but that was that was just such a cool experience for him. Afterwards, he said he asked, he said, "Oh my god, I had no idea that that that's all wasn't that was involved. Let's do it again." So we actually really discovered it, and and so that's yes, blanket statement. Any relationships you have with any politicians, certainly send them my way. I'll roll out the red carpet for them. Imagine getting a chance in exchange for your contribution to any any candidate at any level that you can actually get an answer to a question. That's, I mean, how novel is that? Like, okay, yeah, I'll give, I'll chip in for my local alderman's campaign, but tell me what's going on with the drain in the middle of my street, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So so that's the shape of of things to come on that side of things. But in terms of charity, it it was Sarah Jessica Parker who kind of created the initial blueprint where she said, look, I, I want to raise money for the New York City Ballet. That would historically involve hosting a gala and, you know, everything, all the moving parts with that. She ended up raising $40,000 from her front porch in the West Village for the New York City Ballet in about 45 minutes with her assistant. It was great. Yeah. Let me, uh, let's go to music now. Kill Hannah. Are they ever coming back? I mean, I, I can ask. I can ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've had the last concert and that was, I believe, in London. Our last concert, yeah, we did one last run. 
out to the UK with like sort of farewell because that was that was our second our biggest market outside of Chicago and and LA was was London it was you know England in general and and Scandinavia Finland so yeah we we had a bittersweet farewell tour out there and then we closed in Chicago where we started with two nights at Metro and that was that was was a really powerful weekend for us and, and our fans and it was really momentous and it felt right you know what i mean like it, it felt right and but we, we're still super close friends we still write songs you never stop being an artist and right and so it's on the table for sure i don't i'd be shocked if anyone could ever talk me into touring again or really supporting an album cycle in the, in the traditional sense mm-hmm. um i just i don't see myself doing that but you know we can always release a couple tracks we can always definitely you know, get together for the right reason. We got together for a fundraiser in Chicago a few years ago. It was great. We just played two songs for, for really? a buddy who is, yeah. And uh, it's a cool fundraiser for Jerry Bryant. You guys should check him out. He's JBTV. He's the face of the, I mean, it's just, it's like a legendary local Chicago music station that resembles like MTV in the early days. And he's this character, white hair. And anyway, he was in, he was in dire straits. And so it was not just us, but it was like, all, a lot of Chicago homies came out. It was like Naked Raygun and Plain White Tees and Local H. And it was, it was a really fun night. It seems like with Kill Hannah, the music style, it just sometimes a little hard to pick because you guys go around the board, basically. And if yeah. you were to describe it to someone, what would you say that Kill Hannah's style is? I mean, it, it depends on what the purpose of d- describing it is. Like if if I'm describing it if the purpose is efficiency like all right i need to convey to this person right away what world i'm from yeah i would i would just say like hey we're we're one of the like original emo bands that's that's what i would say but i mean okay and and if you go on spotify and see the the official spotify this is emo playlist you know our single is smack in the middle of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's it's hard to argue with but i always thought that was inaccurate and we were coming from a place of I always saw us as like an alternative art indie band in a sense. Like I, I, I thought we should have been touring a lot more with Yeah Yeah Yeahs and, and and Interpol more so than with with the bands that we did. But we we're on the radio and in rock markets and stuff, and so that just kind of took on a momentum of its own. But yes, I mean my favorite bands were The Cure, The Smiths, Depeche Mode, that kind of thing. And those are all London bands. Yeah, yeah. That's what why? Why is that? Huh. I don't know. I mean, they think we're cool. We think they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess like grass is greener, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. <laughs> but, but it was a trip to, I mean, look, if you ask me, it's just, they just write better music. And why do they write better music? God, shit. That's a fun question. I mean, do you want to dig into that? Or do you yeah, let's dig into it. I, I would like to know why somebody like The Cure or somebody like Depeche Mode can yeah. hit it like they do. Yeah. And people, I mean, people eat it up, man. I mean, to your question of, I mean, and to your observation, I guess, fair that we, we really have a spectrum of influences and that we're hard to, to pin down a, as a band. That is an indictment in a sense, because damn, it makes it hard to market, right? Like if you were, if you're a metal band, your label knows exactly what to do. You get them in this magazine <laughs> by hook or by crook, get them in, you know, plug them into these, these channels. You know, but in my opinion, those aren't necessarily the bands that that drive culture forward and and really impact people and 
in a super, super heavy, significant way. So case in point, my favorite bands did not fit in anywhere. You know, I got, I'm right now, one of the kind of joys of this job is I get to really reconnect with a lot of my old heroes. So I was talking to Ian Asbury from the cult the other day and uh, no big deal. And I was like, Hey, um, you know, and it was, it was kind of a similar thing where those guys were, they goth kinda, you know, where they metal kinda, where they, you know, they, they tour with Metallica and get laughed off the stage, you know, but then they're in thrasher magazines and skaters love them because they thought they were punk, you know, it was like all over the place. They were romantic, you know, they were kind of, some people thought they were a hair band. Their biggest song was kind of like a hair metal ballad. So but they'll always be one of my favorite bands. And so anyway, there's a lot of examples like that and smashing pumpkins, for example, I put in the same category and kind of get away with anything. They could put out an acoustic ballad. They can put out a, a sort of electro influenced drum machine song. They can do whatever they want. And and so those were my heroes, Jane's addiction and the, and the rest, although that's, I just mentioned two American bands. <laughs> so the blue, what about, I, we, we actually had Jane's addiction with AEG and we did a huge thing on them for direct TV. It was amazing with these guys. And Red Hot Chili Peppers we worked with. Ooh, what about Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah. They're, they're all over the board too. Rock or country. Yeah, so, yeah. so Darius, by the way, if he wanted to come on Cameo for a minute, he, you know what he should do? He should do what we just did with John Bon Jovi. Where John Bon Jovi's like, I'll do a hundred cameos for this, for this charity. We're like, great. For, for Mother's Day, but of course you can do this anytime. But uh, but uh, that's how it was themed, and 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 that was. Bon John, but so he ended up. He's very into like every partnership he does on TAC. We took him out for a world end tour with AEG at the very end. I actually have one of their starter guitars from the band from New York at the Best Buy Arena in my garage that has tons of dust on it. He so the two guys that I've worked with through AEG on their tours, Bon Jovi is such an amazing guy, super nice, but he's so all about technology. He's so involved in every detail of the band, the touring, the merch, the um, technology, doing the stuff. The other one I found out is um, tremendous is Will I Am. We um, yeah. shot, we did the Will I Am for like a year or so. And we were, it was the first time we ever broadcast a concert live the same time we, in 3D, that we ran simultaneously in theaters in 3D the same time they were live on stage. Here at Staples was a kickoff with the 3D. And Will I Am, yeah. I mean, he plays the technology. He's oh, so yeah. obsessed with it. And like, I mean, they're super nice besides the fact that Fergie has a killer wardrobe and shoe collection backstage. <laughs> but Will I Am is literally so involved like Bon Jovi because they play to the technology. They utilize the technology to connect with their fans more than any Listen, other. You want to hear something wild? Like you're eerie. Like Joe, tell me if Sarah is clairvoyant. Like tell me if this really? comes up, tell me if this comes up a lot because here's how eerie this is. So John Bon Jovi, you're absolutely right. Like he Actually, the, the charity was the thing that he really wanted to drive home with us. And that was a partnership with iHeartRadio. And he ended up raising, and they told us, they're like, demand for him is through the roof, anything we do. And we're like, absolutely, I can understand why. So he agreed to doing 100 cameos, which again, that's about an hour of his time to fulfill. We launched him last week. He had $150,000 of, of orders within the first day which he just fulfilled a few days ago. So it's, that was such an incredible success. Well, listen, the very next thing I did was I, I reached out to Will Am's team and I got a, I had a great chat with his manager Polo at Grassroots. And that led to, I mean, 
I just a couple days ago just tailored this entire my vision for what Will I Am would do on Cameo, right? And you know, he brought it to him. So listen, I hope this gets out there. Hey, Will, say yes to to me and Polo, man. <laughs> like, I, I I actually like Polo. He's actually like like I've hung out to him at the AG offices. We did you know Global Citizens, you know the big concert. Yeah. We we ran all the PR and all the partnerships with AG their first inaugural year in New York, Central Park, five bands, global distribution to eradicate poverty. Then it went CR2, then to London, and now like Hugh Grant. Hugh's just, all, Evans is all over the yeah. place with this whole thing. But like, Polo's a good guy. But you know who else is a really good guy? I'm just going to say, because I give a shit, it's our own podcast. What are they going to say? What the hell, Sarah? John Legend is good. His team, yeah. yeah, but he's a cool guy. Because you, so you know, this is so weird. It's going to be a weird podcast now. We end it. <laughs> Sony, we used to work with Sony Music. And a very good friend of mine heads up Sony Music on the global partnerships and everything. And like, I've met some of the most tremendous artists from just, you know, our clients being in PR to South by Southwest, which we ran up to COVID for like six years, launching new bands. I have to say over the last like three or four years, the most savviest tech people who just love and play to the technology and all this stuff are not the new guys coming out like I thought it would be, you know, because everybody's all millennial, social, 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 through Coachella. It was like the Bon Jovi's, the Will I Am's, some of these other guys who were just so, because they saw the revenues of, they saw the challenges, they saw the competition and using technology to lean on it, to connect with their fan base, that intuitive totally. nature is such a tremendous play for these guys. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I give them a lot of credit because yeah. you, you can understand the tendency to be weary, right? Like you, you spent three decades building this house and, you know, this gorgeous, perfect brand <laughs> and you're set for life with, with money coming in from multiple sources mm -hmm. in perpetuity. Anything new you introduce to that, in theory, I can see the instinct being like, why? It's just an unnecessary risk. Ironically, look, first of all, I made the exact same observation that, that you have. And it's not just the sort of technophobe versus the curious, you know, talent around technology. It's more so it's as much that as it is. How close are they with their fans? How, how important is it that they have that one on one connection with their fans? How comfortable are they in their own skin that they know that no matter what they do, they're not going to damage their brand because they lead with like heart and, and humor and curiosity and creativity. You know, like we've seen people come on Cameo where I mean, and now thankfully it's it's established, it's proven, it's it's zero risk. It always has been. But, you know, in the in the earlier days. I was so impressed by, you know, we'd have two bands coming out and say two lead singers joining around the same time, both as prestige recognized, you know, celebs, both with technically as much to lose. And yet one leaned in and had fun and trusted us and said, yeah, let's just go like, you know, let's try new things. It's, and the other was more reticent and charged a much higher price and, and was just a, a lot more resistant and private. And anyway, if you look, you know, six months later, the one that started at a lower price and enjoyed it and, and went above and beyond and, and really had a good spirit around it has earned hundreds of thousands of dollars. The other one has, has earned much, 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 much less. Well, I, so think, I think with these artists, we did this, what we started a project that we never finished. It was play for a cause. It was before COVID, like two years prior to that, where we had all these like Bon Jovi, Beyonce, all these big artists, Rihanna, and they were in their homes. Like, say, you know, if you're a cookie, if you're a cook, 
you're a huge artist and you love to cook. We're going to get you in your kitchen. You're going to play a song. You're going to talk about your cause and maybe food for the homeless or something, right? That's awesome. Or like yeah. Joe's in sports. No so, kid hungry. So, yeah. so, so Joe may be out there on the hockey ring, you know, doing the sportscaster stuff. And his big thing may be cars. So he may, or, you know, youth, getting youth off the street, so much money here. You're going to sing and everything. And then you're going to pick like house for habitat. You're going to pick your cause. You're going to, whether you're cooking in the garden, whatever your hobby, whatever you love doing in your own environment, you're going to play a song. You're going to talk to them and then you're going to do it for to raise money for the cause. Okay. It was just true. It was like probably one of the best projects we were ever brought into that. I love that had such a sustainable roadmap. Yeah. But then everybody dropped the ball and it never happened. So I was kind of bummed. That's a shame. <laughs> but 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 I love the purpose, the cause, the DNA behind things that these artists will do. If it's for a cause they love, they yeah. will do it. And if they could talk to millions of people and make money while they're doing it, it's such an I would think an easy that that's the thing too. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page and and where actually where whereas going with that was the fact that Yes, it's good for the fans. Yes, it's it's cool. Yes, we, you, I, Joe, prefer you know interacting with people that that have that that are s- still curious, still down to take risks, blah blah blah. But the truth is, it's actually good business to have that. You know, it's actually yeah. smarter. You know, you you'd be surprised. And we have so many examples. In fact, today we were just kind of celebrating all of our legacy talent. And you know, we've been proven wrong so many times in terms of our assumptions about who might like this, who might not like this. And we're just, like I said, you have, you have some, you have some talent like in their seventies and their eighties who aren't on any other app. And it was everyone on their team told us they would hate it. And the truth yeah. is they get on there, whether it's through their assistant or through their wife or their, whoever it is, says, you got to do this. And they never look back. They're like, this yeah. is the only app I like. They're like, they're making, they're rolling in it and they're having a blast. So I'm with you. I, I think that's a cool, I think that's a really cool lesson. I think, yes. The answer to that is I am clairvoyant, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's funny too, because I was going to show you also just, you mentioned, well, I am literally right now I'm, I'm texting with, uh, K. Ray Soul, who's the new lead singer of Black Eyed Peas, yeah. or J. Ray Soul. I'm so sorry. Yeah, J. Ray Soul. And uh, I will allow you to get distracted from our podcast, Matthew, because it's Will I Am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'll, here I'll I'll film them. Here, hang on a second. I'll film you. Hey, Polo, what's up? It's Matt. So I wanted to tell you that Will has to be on cameo. Hey, Polo, put this- Will on cameo. <laughs> Polo, this is Sarah from AG Days in the last 3D tour. Will must be on camera. It's critical to the universe and the masses that he shows his face. Will, I am. Will, I am. Will, I am. Awesome. Go team. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, you're Uh, welcome. uh, But yeah, and Jerry is awesome. So so I had a uh, clubhouse and she was the guest and she's unbelievable. Her story about where she came from, from the Philippines to go from absolute obscurity to playing it her first show was like a sold out arena in romania it was it's just such an incredible story oh my god like we are running out of time and now i want you and now i want you to dial a few more people because i'm kind of liking this and i'm giving you my (laughs) i'm giving you my shout outs i'm not not charging you for my shout out neither is joey so i'm just saying here you're like a like a drug dealer you give the first one (laughs) (laughs) gonna get him hooked I'll take my payment. I'll tap it out now. I'll tap it out. I'll take my payment in runway shoes. 
by the way, no money needed. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. We need you back on, Matt. Yes. I, we oh, we gotta need have to you. have you back on. I know like you guys are getting back in the touring and things are booming, but we definitely need to continue our <laughs> shout out podcast. 100%. Just because this is amazing. I think we have some more shout outs to do on the next one to more people. We will help. We will be the media maven closers to these guys that get them yes. on. That's what it. we're going to do. Uh, but, you know, it, it just, it's just, it's, I always say it's all about teamwork makes the dream work. So, you know what, Matt, we are running out. But we do need you back on. I, it was so good having you on the show. Thank you. Yeah, count me in. Whether I want to talk more music, too. Uh, yeah, we were just going to go all over the board. <laughs> we will focus on music. You, I mean, you guys and- have your you understand the, the vortex of my ADD now. Like, and, and it seems like, but it seems like you guys are kind of from the same planet. But I can keep up with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because females are much more better at multitasking than men. No disrespect, you guys. And I'm in PR, so it's, it's, it's my job to run multiple things at once. Joey's a sportscaster. He's got 20, 30 players on the ice. He's got to keep up with it. This is going to be... A- I saw that, Joe. I saw your press pick from the sportscasting days. Like, Really? Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> no, it looks cool. It reminds Thanks. me because I'm on... I don't brag about this enough. Well, probably because it's not impressive, but I'm on the... My headshot is on the wall of Harry Carey's restaurant in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I've got to go there. If I go back to Chicago, I'm going back to Harry Carey's. You got it, man. Oh, you got, you got, have you ever done take me out to the ball game with the Cubs? No, but God damn Gotta it. do that. Yeah, thanks. I would like to go to outer space too. Oh my God, I'm already <laughs> up there. We could do that for you. We could do that. Actually, speaking of Matt, we are now in a position to do that for you after our space series. But honestly, oh. Oh. We, we are going to do 2.0. Let's do it. And I come back until then. This, this is Sarah Mill with me to Mavis podcast. Joey, it's been good. Fix Adios. the podcast room. Thank you. Matt, yeah. it's been wonderful. We'll see God, everybody next week. Go God team. Only knows, God only knows that the listeners care, but I think they we had care. a good time. Yeah. We had, we had a great time. So we're just going to end this with go team and we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavens podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider or on the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, log on to www.mediamavenspodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.